You know what this is. We'll play it by ear. We have an announcement. We've been alluding to like some work. We've been alluding to some podcasts, some projects we have. I think we're pleased to announce that we now have Play It By Ear. Boom. New podcast. Right there for you. <laughs> yeah, so right. um, oh, explain them what Play, play It By Ear is going to be. First of all, we got some video recording, so that's good for y'all. Second mm-hmm. of all, uh, Play It By Somewhere. Ear. Somewhat. I look Somewhere. ugly right now. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sick. You and I are both. First of <laughs> well, all, we're both fighting. I'm just getting over something, bro. Like, seriously, I'm just getting out of it today. What if you let go must have gone right into me when we were sharing the microphones on the last episode of Don't At Me, because I'm like Dude, 85. That sounds mad. That yeah. sounds mad. <laughs> like <laughs> The essence passed through. Oh, uh, man. No, nah, sometimes, bro, it'd be like sitting in club spaces and shit like that. Yeah. I don't like know. The studio. And then, like, I, gotta, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> now some people be sick, but they won't tell you. Oh, that's you? No, 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 no. That wasn't me. I'm just saying, like, because th- this shit, it really just popped up maybe, like, three days ago. And like, I was feeling something come on, and, like, today, it was, like, the hard, well, yesterday was, like, the hardest it hit. I was in bed all day yesterday. It kind of hit me Sunday, and then started rearing its ugly head yesterday and today, feeling kind of weak. Anyway, that's not why people tuned in. They tuned in to gab about some shit so we'll get into play it by ear so obviously that's a music podcast yep Yep. to be a little bit different from don't at me i mean you're still going to get our like ridiculous opinions we're still going to be unfiltered except it's going to be mostly about music now yeah all about music even though don't at me did have a lot of music but, you know, we're going to have a couple of different things going on. I, I know one of the concepts we talked about was an album deep dive. And we talked mm-hmm. about in and saying, like, all right, let's look at this artist. What was their best album? Why? What were the best tracks? Why? How did it resonate with you? Why? You know, all of that. It's much less. It's going to be a little bit more structured than Don't At Me. A lot of bit more structured. At this point, structure for Don't At Me is just, like, the document. Yeah, that's all Which we got. Pretty damn right. good. Pretty damn good structure. I mean, it is. I, I think that all pods should kind of go at least a little bit from like some type of docket or whatever. Like you should, you should always have topics. So jumping right in, we figured everybody would benefit from a little demo, a little sneak peek on what Play It By Ear is all about. So last time taste. we were recording, don't at me. You were talking a little bit about a specific NWA album, E. Phil Forzagen. We were talking about albums and how basically Mm -hmm. the current structure of albums started from some influential pieces over the eras. You feel that E. Phil Forzagen is pretty much what laid the ground for work for modern album stories. album album sequencing? Yeah, it definitely comes from E. Phil Forzagen. Yeah, so it starts with a prelude, actually. And, um... I mean, it's just like Dre production. It starts as the motherfucking saga continues, and then like uh, some the guys from uh, Above the Law kind of start talking, and it goes into that beat. You know that song, the uh, grand finale by uh, DMX. It's not like the uh, the Belly soundtrack. How's it go? Um, I don't. Know, it's like a whole posse track. I mean, it got like everyone, like Method Man. Huh. But I gotta that listen. Beat. Yeah, you gotta listen to it. Um, that beat 
actually came from the Prelude track or whatever. It's just like a whole song with it. But MC Ren just goes into rapping, and then they go into um, like another song, Real Niggas Don't Die. Then after that is Jesus Christ. After that, it's uh, Niggas for Life. And then they start with on uh, track number four is Protest, where it's uh, it's literally just like a minute long, uh, like, you know, little interlude, little skit or whatever, where they're supposed to be like at uh, some concert of theirs. Well, there's a newscaster that's at some concert, uh, concert of theirs. And it's... Um, He's like, you know, some people are out there protesting or whatever, and then, like, some gunshots, like, mainly go off, and then, like, he says he gets hit or whatever, so he's just like, cut the camera off, cut the camera off, and then it goes into, like, appetite for destruction. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's, like, kind of the the sequencing is, like, you know, at first it's, like, well, this also came out in the uh, cassette days, you know, where you had, like, you still had, you know, your 12-inch uh, albums or whatever, but you had, like, cassettes mainly. So you had an A-side and a B-side. Um, so after that, you go into Appetite for Destruction. And then another, so, like, actually the first, the A-side of the tape is, like, all the, like, gangster music or whatnot. Like, all the, just, like, pretty much, like, run up on me, I'm, you know, shoot you type shit. You know, like, all that type of shit. And then the... Um, the skits actually kind of like fade each time that there's a skit, it fades into like the next song or whatever. So it actually it makes like a lot of sense. This is the first time this has ever been done. You know what I mean? Like I don't think no one had skits. I mean, I'm just counting the skits on here. There's one, two, three, four. Five, there's five skits on an 18-track album. So that's like a whole lot of stuff. But each one, thank you. Each one goes into um, goes into like the next song. So you got like a, a message to Benedict Arnold. And it's like, um, you know, they, they just go through a bunch of voicemails. Yeah. That, that it's like, uh, you know, they diss an ice cube or whatever. And then like the next song is like Real Niggas, where it's like a whole diss to ice cube. So, I mean, it's just that sequence, J I mean, this was like kind of Dre's magnum opus before The Chronic. Like, he didn't have all the creative control, but I felt like he had a lot of the creative control with this. Because everything after that is like like The Chronic, same thing with like Day Niggas Took Over. Except he all just like, instead of having five separate like tracks of skits, he kind of put them in all into the song. So it's like, oh, you get that skit and then it goes into the song. Everyone except for, like, Doctor's Office or whatever like that. Um, but, I mean, they're all good. So, anyway, the size, the side A, side B thing, you got all, like, the, you know, gangster, like, shoot them up rackets on A side. And then on the B side, you actually have all, like, the misogynistic shit. So, like, all this shit is, like, <laughs> dissing girls or whatever. I mean, it starts with, like, um, like to kill a hooker. And, like, that's a skit. and goes into one less bitch. And, Find the fucking flea in all these songs for the rest of the album until Approach the Danger, which is like Approach the Danger, one nine hundred two Compton, and Days of Way Back are kind of just like literally just talking shit about like females. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's crazy, like just how this whole album is just like sequence. Like, and I thought that I was listening to it had to be about 2015. 
uh, right around the time before Straight Outta Compton came out, like the movie or whatever. And I was going back and I was checking out all these albums or all like Dre's work because uh, this was when Compton came out. Uh, you know, he had finally dropped something after like <laughs> his detox. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's basically detox. You know what I'm saying? It's just Kendrick Lamar instead. Yeah, but um, so I'm going through like all the like Dre stuff. I mean, I went back from uh, from like world class Wrecking Crew stuff all the way to like the DLC Snoop, and I literally just listened to all his. Actually, bought all his discography on Apple Music, because this is around the time Apple Music was actually getting, like, popping. Like, right around the time it actually kind of came out. And what I noticed from that is, like, this was the first complete album. Like, it straight out of Compton was, like, kind of, like, weird, because it's just, like, a bunch of, like, Almost like a crew tracks or whatnot. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of is a mixtape. Because, like, later on in that, they get, like, all dancey, like, something to dance to. You would not think <laughs> this is NWA. It's, like, a, it's a weird-ass... Weird as a um, song, like it's not NWA type shit. Thanks to Arabian Prince. Uh, I mean, just from listening to that, and then from this after that, you got the Chronic or whatever. Like, that's what came out next. I mean, it it literally shows you, okay, this is the perfect album. This is how albums should be sequenced from now on, and probably until I would say, I want to say like. 2007, 2008, like around the time of like, well, not graduation. What's the one after graduation? Like until really Kanye came into the game. Like, I mean, that same structure kind of stayed in because you listen to like stuff that a lot of stuff that Dre's worked on, um, like the massacre stuff like that. I mean, it's literally same type of sequencing, you know. Like you got like the gangster stuff at first, and then you backdoor, and you got like kind of the lovey dovey stuff in the middle. And then, you know, it goes kind of back into, like, a hybrid of those. Like, uh, that's kind of the perfect example I can give of, like, right in the middle of, like, from what we have, what we had then with Ethel Fozagin to what we have now with, you know, all these real short EP albums. A couple of different things stood out to me on that, uh, basically, your dissertation on putting me on, which, thank you for that, because I didn't know all that information. A couple of things stood out. One... The time change. So straight out of Compton was probably what, 89? 88. And then this one is 91. 91. Yeah. So it's only three years, but again, you're going from the 80s to the 90s. So mm -hmm. maybe the music is a little bit more conforming to like the ones you would see in, I mean, I know this is West Coast versus, you know, East Coast, but like Juice, right. you know, it just seems a little bit more upbeat, people jumping around. Yeah, yeah. The new Jack like, Swing. The new yeah. Jack Swing. As opposed like, to like I mean, the 80s. Because, I mean, you had you had reality rap, then you had New Jack Swing, which kind of, it, it served both rap and, um, you know, like not all the way, but it, it did like, it helped with that merger of R&B and rap to like the same genre. And, and uh, then after that, you got, um, you know, like G-Funk. And like G Funk actually started with uh, on this album on Efil Forzagin, uh, always into something. I mean, it's the first song that has like the little, well, you know, like the, yeah. the synthesizer, like that high synthesizer. Um, I mean, I'd argue to say that like Dope Man kind of was like the first like real G Funk sounding song, but 
I would say always into something is the one that kind of like solidified it. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to. Because then you got Warren G. I mean, Warren G's featured on this album with one of the skits. Um, I mean, it, I mean, there's a lot um, above the law. All those guys, the DLC, you know, like DLC album came out before this, which I credit a lot. And I know this is kind of going out of place, but I credit the DLC and to like actually having like the way that we rap, like the way that rappers rapped kind of up until, you know, the mumble rap shit came out. Uh, I credit that to DLC. Like, just so what do you the mean lyrical. By that? <laughs> like, if there's a, there's a, his album, the only album he, one of the only albums he ever dropped, the, the No One Could Do It Better. If you actually listen to the way he raps on there, it's like, yo, nobody ever rapped bef- like this before that, but everyone rapped like this after that album. That album was 89. So is it basically uh, like the run DMC was the do 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 and this is more like the do 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 or like you know a little bit more right. melodic the like actual like you know like different like type like type of bars different way of actually um you know like fitting them trying to think of the word like, like fit the, the cadence right yeah like the the actual rhythm and like the tempo right. Right, like rapping actually off the beat, like rapping off the drums, you know what I mean? Like, but not just like this, uh, a hip yeah. and a hop, yeah, you know, like not just all that, you know, like, and not Four really times. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know Run DMC, look, hey, don't at me, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan, but anyway, I'll nah, get re- me, on that me, on I mean, I, like, I think that, like, me, Run DMC, like, I think the best work is, uh, fucking Peter Piper. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the only one that they like go hard on. You know what I'm saying? And that's actually a diss song too, which is weird. <laughs> they hate that pizza. Nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I found interesting—that's that's a live remote. The other thing I found <laughs> interesting was how they utilized the medium of the time, the tape. Like you said, one part of the tape was one story. The other part of the tape was another story. Right. And uh, you don't quite see that with Good Kid, Mad City, but you kind of do. Because he has the whole thing about leading up to him, banging, and then he gets jumped. And then after he gets jumped, he's talking about getting out, being a good kid, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's almost like he looked at that same structure for Efil for Zagan and ultimately the chronic whenever he constructed Good Kid, Mad City. Well, well, that's kind of the point. I think everybody looked at the structure of this album. And instead of, like, since we were kind of going into that, CD era after that, I would say like, you know, 93, 94, that's when like every, you know, like CDs were, they weren't as expensive, CD players weren't as, as expensive as they were before. Like, instead of it being a side A, side B type of thing, it's like, okay, well, you get the more of a sandwich. So you get like, you'll get a certain type of, uh, you know, like, you'll get like a certain type of songs, like say, I mean, we'll just use like, are you? You'll get your straight game, like, 1 through 6. You'll get, you know, for 7 through 12, you'll get, um, you know, maybe some, like, lovey-dovey stuff or something like that. And then it's just, like, you know, and then you'll get, like, a hybrid, you know, of kind of, like, both. And, or, like, the features will be, like, in the middle. So everyone kind of just went to, like, okay, this is how you actually sequence an album. And throwing the skits in there that, you know, make everything make sense, like, kind of brings all the things together. So, I mean, I, I credit E. Phil for that again to the modern-day rap album. 
Well, I would say modern day until like last year. Because now until it became SoundCloud EPs. mixtapes, basically. Yeah, everybody just drops EPs now. You know, it's just mad weird. Yeah. So it's a little taste, little a little piece. That's a little bit, and we could and like I said, this is just a little taste. This is a, a quick one, but we can actually get into more of this because it kind of makes you look at, it makes you want to listen to like other albums of that time, you know, or from that time and just keep going. Like pick the like top selling Ralph album of each year from 91 and just listen to like the sequences. Just listen to it all the way through. You know, like what is the ne- next you got The Chronic and you got Doggy Style, Me Against the World was 94. Uh, well, actually, it was '95. So th- throw another one in there. Murder was the case. Actual soundtrack, which is you know like. Right. So I mean, keep, just keep going. Listen to how things you know, actually like pick your brain. You know, like listen to how shit is. Sonic. Train your ear. Yeah, train your ear because like you'll start to catch things like that. You know, so, I'll just be trying to put y'all on, you know? Yeah, you know, some of us need it, you know? As good as I am, I'm always late, so, you know, at least with music. Yeah, but, you're uh, always a late album listening, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a little taste. I hope y'all enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, be sure to keep your eyes out for Play It By Ear. You're going to see more of those coming out. We're hoping, hoping to do those twice a week. It's going to mix up, kind of like we said, the format. Fine-tuning <laughs> some things right now, but y'all stay tuned.